1: Six more weeks. Puxatani Phil saw a shadow. So if you believe in such things, yikes. I think for people who are especially experiencing all of this ice and snow and the wicked twist that uh, Mother Nature has thrown many of the people listening uh, to the show's way, you really are not hoping for a lot of extra winter. And I totally get you, especially if boom, boom, out went the lights. Hey, everybody. Kate Delaney, thanks so much for hanging with us. Where I am, I don't need ice skates, no icicles, none of that. But in my old stomping grounds, my beloved state of Texas, it's uh, cold, icy, and there's a whole lot of... uh, Terrible, terrible weather that Mother Nature left in her wake the last couple of days, certainly in Arkansas, Oklahoma. I know I've gotten a lot of emails from people in those areas, too, as well, that uh, it's been crazy because the wind chill and, again, the ice, the heaviness of the ice is the big thing Places where, okay, so maybe you get occasional accumulations, but you don't usually get the kind of... Uh, ice buildup that, like Memphis has seen. I mean, the airport runways from Dallas to Memphis, and the power outages were pretty extraordinary the last couple of days. Saw a lot of trees fall. The heavy weight of the uh, of the ice. Six people, at least, there might be more in Texas because they don't know for sure, but that they 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 are aware of died uh, as sleet and snow and freezing rain just crushed road and air travel so the ice storm warnings were in effect for 12 million people across most of texas including dallas fort worth tennessee northern mississippi and much of uh, arkansas there were lots of car accidents we talked about interstate 35 how awful that can be especially between dallas and oklahoma city austin the capital in, in texas dozens and dozens of of accidents. And uh, just terrible road conditions that uh, shifted in that direction. There's other parts of the country where they're used to, in the Midwest, the the ice and snow and and can deal with it better and, and hit the roads, I think, a little bit quicker. And that's why there were so many problems with, with the runways. And there was no planes that were coming in or going out. And so there was thousands of flights that got uh, canceled or delayed, and, you know, I say this all the time, but when you're flying these days anyway, if you look at the last six months, there's no question you have to pack your patience. When people say, yeah, let me know if your flight went off, they're saying, let me know if you're getting out uh, when you say you're getting out, because it may be a day. You may end up being stuck somewhere. And There were a lot of people that were stuck in and around some of those major airports in uh, in the big cities in in Texas and uh, Oklahoma City and and others had the, that their routes as well hit. So now the Northeast bracing for what they call the generational Arctic outbreak. Boston, they're talking about one of the coldest nights in history. Wind chill minus 100. I thought I was misreading that. 100 degrees below 0, that's what they say it could feel like at Mount Washington over the weekend. Wow. That I mean that's not survivable. Right? I don't care how many layers you put on. That's not happening. If you're talking about how freezing you would be in 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 that kind of an outside condition. All right, uh If you're outside in Montana, and Billings especially, and if you were flying out of Billings, it wouldn't be, oh, drats, the people in Oklahoma City or the people at uh, the DFW airport, they're delaying us. It would be about a suspected Chinese surveillance balloon. What a crazy story. The military's monitoring this suspected surveillance balloon. I was looking at some of the video of it, the pictures of it. It's really pictures. It's been hovering over the northern U.S., but especially in Montana, which, of course, think of nuclear uh, capabilities. A lot of that in that area uh, military defense leaders have talked about shooting it out of the sky. And then Brigadier General Pat Ryder said the U.S. government has detected and is tracking this surveillance balloon that's that's hovering and we're continuing to track and, and monitor it. once it's detected, we acted immediately to protect the collection of sensitive information. I mean, he said that that's, that's what we did. The uh, the balloon was over Billings, Montana on Wednesday. It flew over uh, the Aleutian Islands through Canada and into Montana. And it's still in the U.S., but they're not saying where it is now. The mystery balloon. If you see anything with a naked eye and it looks like a balloon and has some sort of a satellite attached, bingo, you have found the mystery. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin actually pulled together a meeting, of course, of senior military and defense leaders, including chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, um, also the NORAD commander as well, and other combatant commanders. That's how serious it, it was. And they reviewed the threat, of course, of this Chinese stratospheric balloon and what the possible response options were. And they decided not to take it out because of the risk to the safety and security of the people on the ground. Or They would have shot it down out of the air because of the possible debris field. They laid out the options for the president on Wednesday. So they've confirmed that, uh, yeah, the president was briefed and got a strong recommendation that the balloon not get shot down because he could have called for the order for that to happen and um the president isn't saying much about the balloon it's coming from all the defense people but they're assessing that it's has limited additive value from an intelligence collection perspective is what they're saying over and above what it can do through other means but does it pose a threat to civilian aviations because of its altitude? They're saying it doesn't do that. So that's one thing. That's why they didn't worry If after making sure uh, Billings was closed for an hour that, okay, it's, it's, it's okay. But they're tracking it. They're on top of, of this thing. I think it's a little freaky. I mean, NORAD sent F-22 Raptors. They were there. The AWACS. So that was something they had to be talking about. Are they going to shoot that? Can you imagine if you were somewhere near that and you saw that? That I'm telling you, that that would be watching that right in front of your face in living color would be just wild trying to figure out what that was. And they're confident that it belongs to China. And they communicated to the Chinese government through all the different channels you, that you have and dc and in beijing but there's they're not talking about whether the chinese admitted the balloon was theirs or not now the stratosphere if you remember starts between four and 12 miles above the earth's surface and extends about 31 miles that's if you read any definition of it that's what we're talking about yikes Scary enough to me. Hey, coming up this hour, your thoughts when we hit the mailbag. Plus, we go into the man cave as we get closer to that flag football game this weekend, now called the Pro Bowl. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels. The dog, yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook, or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney at. Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laps, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to KateDelaneyRadio.com. segment right before we get to your thoughts when we hit the mailbag and I would like to to uh, really say hats off to so many of you that flood me with emails i 've said it a few times, but you may be new to the show. This is a tremendous audience, and I think that you think about things as you 're moving through your day there 's something you heard there 's something on your mind there 's something happening in your neighborhood. Just reach out, Kate at Kate Delaney Radio. Click on contact and boom. Just like that. There were some people (laughs) that had a few things to say about Poxatani Phil and the Groundhog Day prediction that was going to be more winter. It seems that most people did not want more winter. I know. Shocking. Instead, hoping that... Quickly, we would have spring as soon as possible, but I don't know. If you believe in that superstitious tradition, then it means that, yeah, we're probably talking about a little more winter. All right, here's a a follow-up to the six-year-old with the gun. You remember this story, the six-year-old shot his teacher in the chest? That happened last month. So now, here's some of the fallout of that. The former principal of Rich Nick Elementary School, where the six-year-old went uh, and intentionally shot a teacher, wasn't informed that the student had a gun. That's according to her lawyer, lawyer because there were these allegations that were flying around that administrators were actually told the day of the shooting that that it was happening. Brianna Newton, the principal, was removed from her spot and is going to be reassigned in the district. And... One of the things that was said by um, at, a, at a news conference was this, that it, it continues to be reported that unidentified school administrators were aware the six-year-old student had a gun on January 6th and simply failed to act. Mrs. Newton had been assumed to have been one of those administrators. However, this is far from the truth that she was unaware. Brand said Newton was not told the student potentially or definitely had a gun on the day of that incident. So, uh, you know, it's trying to unravel and piece together what happened here. And of course, part of that is because there's been threatening voicemails, people saying flat out, I hope you die. I hope you get ill. And, you know, it's been the subject of uh, a lot of nasty social media posts since the uh, the shooting. The teacher, Abigail Schwerner, was shot in the chest, rushed to the hospital in critical condition. She's home recovering from those injuries. That's uh, unacceptable, of course. And um, now because of... Uh, What happened with her, they announced she's going to be filing a lawsuit against the school board, so you see where I'm going with this, saying the shooting could have been prevented by school administrators who were warned about the student on the day of the shooting and didn't act. So her lawyer says that the administration was warned not once, not twice, not three times, four times by school employees, and teachers about the student, that there were warnings from school employees about the gun and a warning from the teacher about the student threatening to harm another uh, child. What's really awful is being shot in the chest by the six-year-old and a bullet is still in her body as she recovers from that. So the six-year-old was admitted to a medical facility for treatment uh, police interviewed the boy and his mother after the shooting. They determined the gun was legally purchased by the boy's mother. I mean, it's just the worst of the worst, right? You think of of those young, innocent kids at that age and then this happening and the six year old having the backpack, having a gun in the backpack, and uh, you know, and then firing. So the teacher certainly we wish her the best of recoveries for the principal. It's a complete nightmare. And what did they know? What, what Where? why weren't the warnings heeded? If in fact, this is the case because they try to stop that. So there was nobody that got shot. I mean, that's the name of the game, right? Of course it is. So as that unravels, it'll be interesting to see where the pieces of that puzzle go and what happens in that school district, too, uh, certainly as, um, as well. Well, it's been, yeah, just that long, almost exactly a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. And we haven't talked about that as much lately. We have here and there, but it's still, it's still trucking on. And in fact, looking at what, um, what's happening with the EU, on their side of things, and the aid that they're giving to the Ukraine, you had members of the European Union's executive branch, as so they call them, they're in the Ukraine looking to kind of boost that relation and pave the way for it to one day join the bloc, saying, okay, when this wraps, you're in. When, you're, when this wraps, that's what, what the deal is. But this is a war-torn country, shattered country, And of course, there are concerns over what's happening there. So there was 15, they call them 15 policy commissioners who spent the day discussing Ukraine's financial, business and energy needs and how to bring the former Soviet states legislation into line with the EU standards, what they need. So this is out of Brussels, where they gather. And it's kind of a big deal because it's a symbolic visit the symbolic visit right um by making gathering in brussels and then traveling to ukraine um going there it's the first political mission of that sort of of that kind to the country that's still at war and what the commissioner the what they call them the budget commissioner is saying is that Ukraine's destiny is in Europe. The Commission is going to support Ukraine throughout the whole what they call ascension process. And that despite the continuing ruthless attacks of the aggressor, so they call Russia the aggressor, we are seeking a major momentum of reforms in Ukraine because they want to get them in line so they can get them on board as fast as possible. On Wednesday of this week, Zelensky's government continued its recent crackdown on corruption with the dismissal of more high-ranking officials. So that's part of it, that when they went to visit in 2014, because they have set this up before, that before this invasion, that it, they say that it takes a while to make a dent in that problem. And so they were working on that before what happened with, with Russia. And so some of those reform processes, they, as they kick in, that exacerbates, of course, corruption. Because then you have reconstruction, recovery efforts, and that can be undermined. That makes sense. Why? Because you would have people, what would they try to do? Pocket some of the money during the war and after the war. That's typical of what could happen there. But um, it's a very, 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 very big Big, big step and, and uh, huge for Ukraine, that they could pop into the union, clean up everything that it could possibly clean up, and then move forward. However, you still have this problem of Russia and the invasion and being a war-torn country and lots of problems with that. The focus in Ukraine has to be the political side of things, but definitely has to be getting Russia out of... Of the country, having that all fall in the right direction and then being able to jump forward as fast as possible to take advantage of what they would be afforded by being in officially as cemented in the EU. Right. And it looks like that could be a pretty, pretty smooth process if they get all those reforms kicked in. So Zelensky has to be working on that while working on, oh, yeah, there's this thing called Russia and we got to get them out. And once that happens, boom, it is a gift that keeps on giving. And so I say that, but it's so sad. George Santos, It you know, when you see Santos, you just see a pack of reporters because they salivate at the chance of yet another salacious lie that could come out and every day, there seems to be something different that happens. It's way beyond what the resume said, lying about schools and that kind of thing. Last week, a revised Federal Election Commission filing revealed that Santos was not, in fact, the source for a 700000 donation to his congressional campaign. So... What happened when he found out? They say he was out in D.C. for karaoke and selfies. (laughs) Well, you got to survive, right? Do the selfie thing. Your thoughts coming up next. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids... There's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be.
3: You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too.
0: A challenge from USDA. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
4: USA News Update. There is a right-wing nationalist in Texas pushing to create a movement for secession of that state from the Union. According to Newsmax, Texas nationalist movement president Dan Miller is calling his idea Texit, and several media outlets are running with it. Police are investigating an attack on officers from the New York Police Department that happened over the weekend near Times Square. Police have been trying to move an unruly crowd outside a building when, according to an NYPD spokesperson, one person became confrontational. Security footage shows NYPD officers struggling to keep a hold of someone in a yellow shirt. They then hit the ground and other men pile on top of them, raining down blows and kicks. A high-speed rail project that will link Los Angeles and Las Vegas has received another federal boost. Brightline West received the approval of $2.5 billion in private activity bonds authority, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation. John Schaefer, USA News. Okay, 25,000 cheering next drive. Now, you want to try that on television? Well, you see radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination.
2: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
4: Oh, oh, oh. oh you have mail mistress. Let's dig in the mailbag.
1: Let's go right to it. This one is from Thomas. He says, Kate, I might be a day or so late, but wow, Tom Brady is uh, out of the game now. Do you think that he, in fact, will take the Patriots' offer to sign a one-day contract so he can retire as a New England Patriot? That's what Robert Kraft is uh, hoping will, will happen I don't know, it's really interesting to think about that, right? I, I can't imagine that he's not gonna go into the Hall of Fame as a patriot. But um and so it seems like if to be able to do that, I mean there is definitely the push just, you know, sign this one day deal so that you can be part of that. Uh, Patriot lore, which he was incredible to the Patriots and their their dynasty, if you think about it. What, six Super Bowls? Unprecedented career? 20 years, successful years with, with them? One day contracts are ceremonial documents, basically, um, Tomasa, that have been signed through the years by athletes and when they've been with a franchise, if they're playing days or somewhere else. Uh, For example, Jerry Rice, he put his name on one in 2006 with the 49ers, because that's where he was for 16 years. And then he had a brief stint with the Raiders and Seattle. Emmitt Smith, the great cowboy, people forget that he played two seasons for the Cardinals. And uh, so it wouldn't be shocking for him to do, to do it. He, uh, I'm sure that, that, is probably what happens because it it's uh, it's absolutely what he was plucked out of the draft at 199th and the two decades that he was there and the the um, six Super Bowls, uh, you know, it's just undeniable. It makes complete sense. So the answer is yes. Just deciding that he's going to retire for good, sharing that video, he's not going to retire as a buck. He will sign the the ceremonial piece of paper, so to speak, and make that official. All right, this one is from Howard, who says, Burr, that's what I got to say to you, Kate Delaney. Lucky you in the great state of Florida, as you like to say. <laughs> um, much different than the wind chill that we're feeling in New England. Already it's cold. Now they're talking about life-threatening cold that has already started to plunge us in the wrong direction when you're talking about minus 30 and minus 45 degrees. It uh, is dangerously cold. And what's interesting is all the warnings that are issued by the local weather forecasters, I don't think you have to tell anyone it'd be better to stay in if you can and avoid going outside to risk it in the elements. Yeah, it wouldn't take much to tell me. Yeah, uh, uh, minus forty-five probably Saturday could be wind chill minus sixty. Oh, maybe even worse than that. Of course not. It'd be so easy to get frostbite on any kind of exposed skin if you're out at those kind of temperatures. You'd be out ten minutes, and and um, and that could happen. So yes, uh, New England really going to get smashed by that. Big part of the Northeast, where lots of you are listening to us in those areas. Snow squalls, blinding squalls, uh, again, those temperatures. Why bother? Stay in. Pick something to binge. Read a book. I can give you 15 suggestions, right? Play Kings in the Corner. Grab a grab a deck of cards, but if you don't have to, why step out in it? It'd be interesting if you, if you were a delivery person because what what would it be like? Because people, I could see people still ordering. Let's say there's not there's not a lot of accumulation of snow. It's just about the cold. Uh, that be the that would be the worst job to have in those kinds of temperatures if people were delivering pizzas. Or Chinese food, or whatever kind of food, it doesn't matter. Whatever it was that you'd be delivering when you when you're talking about being out in the thick of that. No, thank you. So thanks for pointing that out to us. And yes, be careful. <laughs> All right, we move on to um, we move on to Patrick, who uh, he says, "Hi, Kate." I think you're a fan of the great game Wordle. I've heard you talk about it maybe once or twice. It is that cultural phenomenon that so many people, I think, got hooked into, and obviously you did, that was put out by the New York Times every day, the five-letter word word. I have no idea how they come up with the word. I have no idea how this became a thing. It became a thing with a couple people that I work with, and I kind of got into the middle of it too. So every day, consistently, it's something that I've done, and I'm just curious if um, you think it's one of the most popular word games that uh, has crashed into the culture, in recent times that you can can remember, oh well, there's we we've, we've had other things that have happened like that, right? But when you're talking about so many people posting their results and what a phenomenon it became, and now they're trying to look at ways to um, capitalize it, they have like a world board game, I guess, that's now coming out, and ultimately it's just that daily challenge that app that you can get or that you just play and um it is a it is a simple thing it's the it's a you're guessing right you're guessing every day a five letter word and you have six tries at it boom that's it you know and if you if you don't get them you don't get them if you get them like really one through four they'll say things like splendid or whatever and it it Became a thing for me because, you know, I've talked so much on the show. We've had people on. We've had people have dealt with people with Alzheimer's, dementia, that kind of thing. And to keep your mind sharp, it's about like doing at least the theory is some puzzles, figuring things out. I don't do I never did puzzles. I never did anything like that. And um, so that's why I started doing it. I thought, well, this would be good. And to see... You know, it had to be sharp and come up with things on the, on the spot. And uh, I'm probably spending too much time on this. But it, I, was, I looked this up because of this question. And it started to pick up steam last fall. It's got about, they estimate, because you can see the people that are playing it, uh, the New York Times can anyway, about close to 3 million players. And there's no ads or gimmicky things to it. You don't have to sign up with your email. That's why one of the reasons why I did it too. You, you constantly have to give your personal information, but you didn't have to do that here. You just played. You just jump on. You just play, and so it was easy. So I started doing it. I've probably been doing it. I've probably been doing it probably for four months. I was probably part of that group when it started to pick up steam. So yeah, if you don't know what it is, just wordle. You know, new york times or timeswordle.com you'll see it and the cool thing is again you don't have to sign up or get knee deep into to any of that stuff all right jack says kate looking at this weekend and the flag football game afc nfc i mean do you think it'll even be worth a watch will anyone really tune in for that? I don't know that the Pro Bowl was ever a huge draw, except for probably way back in the days when there was just a handful of channels and you watched whatever was on. I can't imagine that was massively appealing to uh, to anyone. But I don't know, flag football might be much more interesting. Um, you know what? It, the whole skills thing is interesting. And the NBA and... In uh, Major League Baseball, when they do it, like the home run contest or um, the slam dunk contest in the NBA, when when they run those um, as part of their All Star thing, and I mean, this is this is again players interacting with fans. So I think that's a good thing for the game. If I were the PR person for the NFL I would definitely not want that to go away. I would say it could be interesting because have have you ever played flag football? You know, you're not doing the pad thing. You got to you got to grab the flag and um and you have more I think you probably have bigger names that come through instead of their healing from their war wounds during the season probably what you see is more big names playing because uh, they're certainly there. So that I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. Although one one of the people that you won't see at this is um, Buffalo Bills Josh Allen. He's not playing in it. Instead, Ravens backup quarterback Tyler Huntley is part of this whole Pro Bowl thing he um he's stepping in for allen and he started just a handful of games when he re- relieved lamar jackson who was injured the ravens uh main quarterback of of course so a lot of people that would be chosen for the uh the pro bowl or or this flag football game that is now the pro bowl in the afc and nfc there are still people that aren't going to uh to be there but then what's interesting is with these skills competition there um and the points that they have to accumulate it's been pretty interesting to follow that so i'm going to say give it a try the afc coach is peyton manning so i mean the whole idea was to make it fun and interesting and um and i think that they're trying to really do that with these different things that, you know, the different things that they're doing as far as skills competitions. And it could take off, right? We'll see. We'll see what the ratings are like for the ultimate big game. It's not going to be the ratings for the Super Bowl, which are well over 100 million people will watch that. Speaking of the big game, we're talking about it next when we go to the man cave.
4: Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Powdy Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Powdy Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tehibo Tea Club's original pure Powdy Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113, 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com.
1: Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.
5: The final
4: phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ, based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G-them.com.
3: and unmarked boxes go to mypatriotsupply.com today time is running out to prepare for what's coming mypatriotsupply.com
1: are a man or a woe man, everybody is welcome, by the way, in the man cave. I've talked a lot about the lead-up to the Super Bowl. The Pro, Pro Bowl game is coming up on Sunday. It is a flag football game and the whole idea was that you would attract, as I was saying in a little bit in the tail end of last segment based on a question that I got in uh, my uh, mailbag, that the idea was that more superstars in the league that were invited would play in this thing and it would be a whole lot more fun and then the injuries you wouldn't have to worry so much about the the injuries and i i think if it doesn't take off right in the beginning it will eventually it'll definitely gain some fans it was a good idea for the nfl to to do that to switch to something else because it wasn't working the other way and you can't With the way the game is now, you just can't risk those uh, injuries. It just does not make any sense whatsoever. And speaking of injuries in another sport, talk about a young superstar that people are following and know even if they don't root for this team. Luka Doncic, who plays for the Dallas Mavericks, left after a crazy, scary fall against the Pelicans and was ruled out with a heel contusion So he's coming off this ankle injury. uh, And um, now when he returned to the lineup against the Pistons on Monday of the week, he dropped 53 points because that's what he does. And it looked like he was going to do the same thing against the Pelicans on Thursday, but it was a weird freak accident that may push back the progress he was making coming off the ankle injury. It happened in the third quarter Dallas, way ahead of New Orleans, he used a screen from Dwight Powell to get a clear lane or a clean lane to the basket. But when he went up for a dunk, he collided with the Pelican center. He fell to the ground and uh, seemed like he was in pretty bad pain. He was wincing on the ground. He tried to play through it, but then he was removed. He went to the locker room, and they ruled him out with that right heel contusion. You know, you watch um how physical basketball is and you could see when he went up yeah, absolutely, but the Mavericks need him. They're they're a different team when he's on the floor. The the good shots that he takes, the shots that he lands, they he scores the points. I mean, quite simply it's about math. If you don't have him on the floor, there's not enough out there on the floor, that they're, they're going to score enough points to beat some of the teams that they have to beat. If you look at their upcoming um, schedule, yeah, just no, 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 no. I mean, he is, is the, the difference maker with without a doubt. He's not just a superstar. He, he's the one that scores most of the points. I mean, the majority of, of what happens for them, yes, the other there are other incredible players on that team, but he's he's the uh, he's the wrecking ball, you know, and and he's it, when he's not there, it it'll be a whole whole different uh, type of game that you're that you're looking at, right? In the world of golf, now is kind of what we would call it, it. It is really kind of like the beginning of the, the season because you look at some of the big tournaments that are are happening, like the Pebble Beach tournament where they probably have the biggest, one of the biggest interests in their pro-am. You get a lot of famous people that, that play in it. You get 156 teams of one pro and one amateur, and it's always big to watch like a bill Murray who, who will be, who gets involved in it. Uh, and and other, you know, other well-known names who, who play, uh, who play golf. And then, of course, it culminates in the weekend of watching to see who can tame that, uh, that that course. And the course is just so beautiful. You watch it on the tube. If you play any of the great game of golf, you watch it, and you see, especially if it's windy, some of those holes that are by the Pacific. It's not only beautiful, but it's just incredibly beautiful. Um, Incredibly difficult, <laughs> right? I mean, you you see, um, you see that the ball so easily can be ob out of bounds, where it looks like it's just sailing right in toward a green that where it's almost like target golf on some of them. But then suddenly it is there on the tiny edge of uh, a cliff. In fact, that that happened with uh, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth had a second shot over a cliff at the eighth hole in last year's Pebble Beaches Pro-Am. And, um, you know, when, when you're talking about shaving, a, uh, a yeah, when you're talking about shaving, uh, a number here or there, a lot of times they'll, a lot of times the guys will try to take those shots that seem almost impossible to, um, to hit. So, they talk about the hazard lines, and where the hazard lines are, and where they land, and where you know where can you legitimately play from. So, because that shot last year was one that was famously highlighted, where even the caddy of Jordan Spieth didn't want him to take a penalty shot, where he was off balance, having an off balance swing, where he had to step back from a bluff and hit the ball where he would look down and it would be terrifying and uh, he saved a stroke by doing that but he gave certainly the people around him uh, agita if you will (laughs) overdoing that uh, shot in in fact you can look it up you can see it anywhere and it's like whoa when you see the angles and, and the crevice that he was dangerously near yikes so they're trying to they're watching the where they're putting the the OB and and how they're trying to uh discourage people from taking those some of these pros certainly the amateurs from taking some of those um shots and uh this like I said this is one of the big ones this is I think probably one of the highly anticipated and watched moments in the world of golf if you partake in it Or if you're a watcher at all, you're probably watching this thing. And yes, I played the course one time, and it was fun. Uh, It was fun to play, but it was it was difficult. There certainly the some of those back holes were really really tough. And it's and and then I had gone to see it probably four or five times. Gone to watch and you know walk the course and and watch everybody play, and it was really fun to go and uh, watch that tournament w- without a doubt, and uh, very, very difficult to uh, to play it. And finishing up in the man cave, I want to remind everyone, we do have our final Nail the Score coming up on Tuesdays in our f- final segment in the first hour, and that will be the Super Bowl game Of course, pitting the Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs, where Kansas City is favored by less than two. And so the question becomes, who wins that game, and what is the final score going to be? And it's going to be a tough one to predict, I think, uh, between these two quarterbacks that are leaving it all out there, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Pat Mahomes and and then – The tremendous players around them that have gotten them into this position, helped get them into this position where they're at a a Super Bowl and have a shot to make history. And both quarterbacks battling injuries. Uh, Jalen Hurts with his right shoulder that he injured back in December and Pat Mahomes with a high ankle sprain. And both of them clearly are quarterbacks that will scramble to... Get a first down and and, uh, make something happen if they can't find anyone to throw the ball to or get the ball to. So I'm sure at the Super Bowl you can expect some of the special stuff coming out of both of them. But don't forget, Nail the Score coming up next week on Tuesday. Fabulous prizes and bragging rights. That's what's at stake Thanks to all of you for listening to this hour of the show and a tip of the cap to Alex Kay for his fine work on the technicals. Make it count, everyone.
6: My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Diarco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Diarco Tea Club that now ships our Super Tea to over 100 countries. You too can order or get info about the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea at www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Why settle for less when you can order original Pure Pau Diarco and drink Super Tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113, that's drinksupertea.com, or by calling 818-965-9113.